Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of uh, Bold Expressions. Um, this episode I want to talk about um, issues that the FBI has um, targeting and going after um, white supremacist groups, white nationalist groups, Um you know, recently um, here in America, we had two shootings. One of them, um, the guy uh, was a shooting in El Paso. Um, not going to get into all the details because it's <clears throat> stemming from that, but not really about that. But he he left a big anti-immigration manifesto uh, on uh, on a forum 8chan, which is. I guess we're all the horrible people on the internet congregate. Um, but first I want to shout out my, uh, international uh, listeners. Uh, thank you from these people, whoever you are listening from these places from Canada, Australia, UK, Taiwan, Belgium, Norway, and Italy, whoever you are. Thank you for listening. Uh, ask that you continue to listen and that you hit me up on my um, on whatever uh, platforms I have. Let me know what you like about the show. Um, some things that you think I can do differently as far as structure wise or whatnot. But like I said, thank you. Uh, let's go on with the show. Um, like I said, the El Paso shooter. I'm not going to bother with his name. Um, he talked about immigrants from Central South America countries being part of an invasion. Um, he is one of these people um, who say words not really understanding. Put this down before I end up clicking that pen the whole time. Um, who end up saying words that they they don't really know the meaning to, like uh, uh, somebody else. I, I plan on making an episode on soon. Tucker Carlson. He talks about uh, white genocide, and he was somebody. He's one of the reasons that I um, am making this episode because uh, I want to say last week he made a statement after the shooting. Once again, after the shootings happened, everybody knew about them. He said that white white supremacy isn't that big a deal; it's a hoax, and that. You know, the number of white supremacists or whatever can fit inside a football stadium. And, you know, he's like, this, this, nothing, which I think it's funny that apparently a football stadium, which hold, which can hold a lot of freaking people, you know, you're just saying that, like, that's, that's thousands of people that you can fit in this thing that we're not supposed to worry about, but we are supposed to worry about a few hundreds of people over in the middle East for whatever reason. But let me not get off point. Um, the driver, uh, like I said, he's, he said it's it's an evasion. I don't think he really knows what an evasion is or, you know, how an evasion takes place. It's just a dramatic word he uses to justify his, murder spree, his uh, racism. 
because uh, he talks about invasion, but he he went there to to target Hispanics. He drove ten hours. Ten hours. He had ten hours to rethink about what he was doing. Oh no, we're we're being invaded. That's not an invasion. You you don't get invaded. People when they're in when they're invading you, they don't adopt your culture. They don't, you know, participate in your economy. They don't do things. When people invade you, they make the people, you know, when they they make the area that they're invaded convert to what they were doing. But, you know, he drove there. He targeted Hispanics. This this was not a immigration thing. This was a racist thing. He wasn't checking people's passports. He wasn't saying that they were citizens. No, he he murdered people, you know, because of their, you know, because of the color of their skin. And yes, there were some white people that were, you know, lost their lives to anybody that lost their, for, for whatever reason, this piece of trash murdered people. Um, the initial reason he went because he thought that these people didn't belong in his, in quote unquote, his country, which is always funny to me because El Paso, El Paso is not <laughs> an English word. When they say, oh, you know, these people, they're invading us. Truth be told, quote unquote, those people, their families have been living in that area longer than you have. When you when you think about El Paso, uh, San Antonio, um, my mind is blanking on Texas names right now, but um, like Arizona, New Mexico, um, you know, all, all in that area, all those Spanish sounding names, and it's like those, you know. But anyway, um, want to talk about there was a uh, a hearing. Um, there's been a lot talking about the FBI and whether or not they're actually doing enough to combat. I won't even say the rise of uh, white supremacists and different things, but just to go over the things that I've looked up and I've seen um, in. Uh, a few things I looked up. There's a lot of the same information, which goes to show it's it's not just one thing. It's you know, but um, one thing I've seen um, this one guy Dave Gomez. He's a former FBI supervisor. Uh, I actually have him quoted quite a few times. But he is of the impression that the FBI, um, sorry, first off, he specialized in terrorism cases. Um, he said he believes that the FBI doesn't want to get into a potential political fight. Um, and that there are, there are those who don't want to start um, a potential political fight Um and they, they don't want to start an investigation against people that could be seen as the president's base. Um, <clears throat> and the way it's supposed to work is that, like, people have this big thing. Uh, recently, we, we had this big thing. Uh, Robert Mueller was investigating the president about different things. And 
the president got people to believe it's like, oh, it's a bunch of angry Democrats, even though publicly they've all admitted to being uh, Republicans. Like even uh, James Comey, who was a uh, uh, former head of FBI that was fired because he wouldn't drop the investigation into Trump. He was also a Republican. The thing is that these people, whether I agree with whatever <clears throat> political leans, whatever, I think most people in law enforcement are more right-leaning as far as things, but the 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 thing is that <clears throat> I would say the majority of them have it some integrity that they're not going to give you a break just because you're um, we're we're quote unquote of the same party. It's like no, we may belong to the same political party, but if you're breaking the law or whatever, what have you, it's my job to investigate and bring that bring that up. You know, I'm not supposed to just let you slide just because whatever. Um, but yeah, um, former Homeland Security <clears throat> uh, analyst Daryl Johnson, he wrote a report. Now, once again, this is also a Republican. He wrote a report titled Right Wing Extremism, the Current Economic and Political Climate Fueling Resurgence in Radicalization and Recruitment. Very, very wordy title. Um, a lot of uh, right-wing politicians and commentators, they called it a hit piece. Once again, they call it a hit piece on, you know, whatever. You know, is They automatically dismiss whatever he said. And this is a tactic I've seen them do a lot lately. Anybody that automatically, they, they try to frame it as though anybody who doesn't agree with our side is obviously on the other side you know, to discourage whatever it is they have to say. Um, um, and as a result from political pressure, uh, his his staff was cut. Um, in an interview in 2012, he said there were um, supposedly only a single analyst in the entire Department of Homeland Security that was dedicated to non-Islamic terrorism, which... It's crazy when you think about it. It's, and it's one of the things I've always had a problem with was that, you know, after 9-11, it became socially acceptable to be racist towards people, you know, brown people who may have originated from that area or whose families from that area. Um, it's like as soon as that happened, all of a sudden, the freedom of religion went right out the window. It was like, well, if you with that religion, then you're obviously a bad guy. You're a terrorist and you're horrible. And, you know, I don't care how many Catholic priests have been raping people and getting away with it. You're, you're horrible, you know, but, um, let me see between October and June of this year alone, there were a hundred arrests of domestic terrorist suspects. Um, and those people have been, you know, um, white supremacist groups 
Uh, the current director of the FBI, uh, Christopher A. Ray, uh, he says that the FBI, they don't, <clears throat> we, the FBI, don't investigate ideology no matter how repugnant. Meaning, basically, um, they don't follow, quote-unquote, white supremacists or that's 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 not like a file they have. It's like okay, we're going after strictly white supremacists or anything like that. Um, but one <clears throat> one thing that that even makes it even if they wanted to, one thing that makes it difficult is that, which also goes in the face of what Tucker Carlson said about you know them only fitting into a football stadium, is they don't belong to specific groups. It's not like they have you know, um, nicely identifiable groups with, you know, memberships and all this stuff. Um, and so the FBI, they have trouble identifying and disrupting the threat, partly because of the ease of online self sorry, self-radicalization, radicalization, slow down, to violence. Um, Uh, one of the also one of the, also the other reasons um, they said that they found it difficult was because of uh, you know they they also were saying that um, where is it at they they're concerned they're they're concerned about uh, concerned about lone offenders. Uh, primary using firearms as those zone offenders represent the dominant trend for lethal domestic terrorists. Um, frequently, these individuals act without a clear group affiliation or guidance, making them challenging to identify, investigate, and disrupt. Um, and they say uh, there, there's basically there's millions of people who go online. Um, you know, they have their their racist, anti-Semites, homophobes, Islamophobes, and xenophobes that are online. Um, but and they're you know they're online. They're they're they have their um, how they identified as. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. I believe the phrase they used was elimination type rhetoric. Um, basically talked about killing these groups of people. Um, uh, then they're on social media. Um, they're on, they have their radio talk shows. Um, and they said it's hard for them to actually go in. Number one, because they're worried about, uh, as I said, with, with Trump. Um, because of his attack on the, his public and constant attacks on the public, I mean, in the public on the FBI, as far as the Mueller report and everything else is concerned, and they're crooked and all this other stuff, um, they don't want to potentially violate anyone's uh, First Amendment rights by just saying, oh, they said this stuff online, let's go after them. Um, because it's, it's also difficult to determine who's online just talking 
and run in their mouth and will never do anything. And also, you know, there, there's no way to distinguish between them and the person that's going to actually do it. Um, and as I said, you know, it's, it's difficult to get inside these groups because as we've seen, it's basically they, they have the ideology of white supremacy, white supremacy, you know, but um, like the Dylan Roof, uh, you know, he has a white supremacist, you know, mindset when he shot up that, that church, but he didn't belong to a group. There wasn't no, there was no unifying thing that he was a part of to where it's like, okay, well, we got this one person. So we let's connect the dots to somewhere else. Like, no, these are all lone people um, committing these acts of violence. But the problem is that the, um, the uh, the overall mentality of these people and the FBI just isn't equipped to monitor them. They're not equipped to go after these people. Um, one thing I will say that is um, I saw uh, a former FBI agent, Michael German, he did kind of point out some hypocrisy in, in the whole not... Um, not wanting to violate anybody's First Amendment rights. He said, it's clear that many people targeted for investigation for allegedly supporting the Islamic State were initially identified because of something they said online. And once again, that goes back to the one, the, you know, kind of her uh, collective, like social acceptance of racism against a certain group of people. And also, you know, some people's feeling that, you know, number one, that when I want to just generalize by saying white people, but basically the notion that only these group of people are can be terrorists. Um, and though no matter how many of these shooters, you know, you know, that are white that commits these mass murders, these mass shootings. Number one, they never talk about the fact of what it is, and that's domestic terrorism. They they will rarely use that word. They will they will shoot to like right now they're talking about video games again and all this other crap that has nothing to do with it. They will rarely say that, oh, this person was a racist. They will, you know. Or they, they may let it slip, but they won't actually put anything into practice. Um, and just just as a whole, there I, I'm hearing some people just now starting to say that. And that is, it's refreshing, but it's also frustrating at the same time that so many people have to keep dying for people to take this seriously. They're like, yes, this is domestic terrorism. And also, they're doing it, you know, for um sorry they're working on a road outside i'm not sure if you can hear that but um you know they're racist white supremacist ideology um what else um oh i'm sorry let me 
mentioned this person, uh, Michael McGrady. He was the person who I got the. He's the assistant director of the FBI's counterterrorism division. Um, he was the one. Uh, he said in a House Homeland Security Committee in May. He was the one who mentioned that um, they don't want to. Um, they they don't want to just pounce anybody because of the First Amendment rights. Um, that they're you know potentially they don't want to potentially you know get into that thing of just jumping on somebody and then it becomes a thing of um the hate speech is free speech um and it is i guess it is it gets into a weird kind of thing to where you can say something hateful but once you start promoting violence which that's why i think you know I think they should just go after them. Like if, if they are um, perpetuating violence or violent speak or threatening speech, then that should be all there should be to it. It's like, you know, as a part of public safety with the, because of everything that's happened, you know, that should be something that, that can go on. Um, um, the director of the FBI, once again, um, Director Ray. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right. It's W R A Y. Um, he he's been criticized for the bureau's lack of focus on white supremacist violence. Um, he said they stopped using separate categories for white supremacists, and he said black identity extremists which was kind of irritating when I read that because I, I do remember seeing something about that to where they they were quicker to put a group like Black Lives Matter and some other groups on like, you know, those type of lists instead of groups that have actively done something uh, who whose thing is, you know, uh, specifically dominance of, dominance of other groups and whatnot, not Hey, we're we're equal to you. Stop shooting us. Um, but he even says a majority of the domestic terrorism cases that they've investigated are motivated by some of what people would call uh, white supremacist violence. Um, you know, violence from from white supremacists, and that of the 850 open domestic cases, uh, terrorism cases, they have going on. Um, about 340 of those are racially motivated violence, and a majority of these cases involve white nationalists. He says, uh, quote unquote, we will bring the full resources of the FBI to bear in the pursuit of justice for the, cr- for the victims of these crimes. Um, however, there are those who feel that the FBI isn't really able to do that because as I said before, they're supposed to be a independent of political, you know, I guess use the word chicanery. Um, but uh, there are some who feel that the justice, uh, the, the, there's some in the FBI who feel who don't have any faith in the justice in the justice department to remain an independent law enforcement or, organization. Um, the Justice Department is actually oversees the FBI. Um, and they feel this way once again because of Trump, because of him 
uh, filling it with people like William Barr, who, uh, as we saw during the Mueller report, he gave this brief summary saying, oh, yeah, it exonerated the president. And Robert Mueller was like, in no word did I put that. I didn't I didn't say that at all in the summary that you have that you put. It's like, so you just came out and lied. And so. Um, some people feel that. Um, yeah, the FBI, they're up to the challenge of investigating white nationalism and white supremacy as a domestic terrorist threat. They just feel like they just need the the handcuffs need to come off, the shackles need to come off, that they can't do it because of people uh, in the higher up, people that oversee them shutting down the information, I mean, shutting down the investigation or framing it publicly as if they're going against, as if they're strictly going against Trump's base. Um, However, I would I would caution that if you have a problem with him going against these people and you're like, well, they're going against our base, then you need to you need to think about the people that you're supporting and why you need to look around to see who's who's the other people that are supporting the person I'm supporting the words that they use. If if the if the people doing this thing that I condemn are using the exact same words as um, the person who I'm I'm supporting, uh, then I think that should be a come to Jesus moment. Um, and then speaking of which, there have been plenty of people. I mentioned pastors earlier. There have been plenty of plenty of people who have used the Bible to commit atrocities and continue to do so and will twist it around to do whatever the hell they want to. And in that case, as we continue to call for people of this uh, Muslim faith, of the Islamic faith, for whatever reason, it's like you need to call that out as if they're responsible, as if somehow they bear the burden of um, if somehow they bear the burden of the responsibility of speaking on behalf of all these people that they have nothing to do with. Them living their lives as decent, loving human beings should be enough to not speak out, you know, not have to warrant them having to speak out every time something happens. I'm going to start needing some of y'all to step up and say, they're not with us. They don't represent us. And that if they're using the words that your person's using and they're not twisting them, they're going verbatim for what he said and how he said it and why he said it, then you need to, you know, seriously rethink. I think some people don't want to take a step back and say, yeah, I made the wrong choice or the person that I supported is not who is not who I thought they were. Um, they'd rather be right than be happy, I guess. 
don't know. Um, but yeah, that's it's is it is crazy that they feel like they can't do their job because of pressure from different things, and it's also a little bit punkish, <laughs> if I can say it. So we would do it, but you know the president's going to talk about it, so we don't want that beef. It's like we'll go against the mafia and whatever, but if they drag us on Twitter, I don't think I can. I don't think my 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 delicate heart can take that. But yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bold Expressions. I appreciate all those who listen and give feedback. Um, anybody that listens, anybody that pays attention, please give me feedback. I would greatly appreciate it. If there's anything that you enjoy, if there's anything you disagree with, anything you think I can change, I you know, would so love it. If you agree with me, that's great. If you disagree with me, hell that's even better because it helps me sharpen my ideas and how I feel and how I relate to things and if I'm off base with something I won't know unless somebody tells me Um, or maybe you know it may strengthen what I feel because of something else Um, but yeah uh, you can reach me on sorry these rumbling even in the basement uh, you can reach me on uh, Twitter bold expressions at BLD expressions once again that is bold expressions at BLD expressions you can hit me up on my email at ctl6985 at gmail.com um, if you have anything to to a to, uh, little bit of scratch uh, you can uh, become a supporter on my anchor.fm uh, page um, go to anchor.fm uh, forward slash carl dash liggins um, um, you can go there you can uh, or you can just get get to my page from wherever I have my social media up at um, and you can become a supporter there I greatly appreciate it if you have nothing which I completely understand because I'm asking you for money um like I said, just the fact that you're listening means so much to me and I'm so grateful that anybody just takes the time to listen to it. Um, once again, shout out to my international people. Shout out to those who've listened since day one. Um, have a good day, good morning, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, and don't forget, I forget <laughs> that's my train of thought. Screw that all up. Let's do that again. Have a good day, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, don't be so busy proving your point that you forget your purpose.